Hey friends, I know how busy this time of the year is. And as much as I love home-cooked meals, sometimes there is just not enough time. But I have good news for you. Factor offers delicious, ready-to-eat meals, which can make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with your pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. There are two-minute meals, so you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They have snacks and smoothies and more. There's a wide variety of options and 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that will help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So head over to factormeals.com forward slash swanson50 and use code swanson50 to get, you guessed it, 50% off. That's code Swanson50 over at factormeals.com forward slash Swanson50, and you're going to get 50% off. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Yay for that. I'll be linking over in show notes as well, but go check it out and tell me how you enjoy your Factor meals. Christian Parenting. Aloha friends, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting and hosted by my mom, Monica Swanson. On the Boy Mom Podcast, it is our goal to provide you with practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can find show notes for the podcast over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. We're so glad you're here. firstborns are going to be putting pressure on themselves to try to live up to the standards that they have for themselves um, and maybe even the standards that their parents have set for them. And I'm, I just imagine one day as a parent, I'm going to have high standards for my firstborn. And maybe those standards will be too high. Maybe I won't realize how high they are. And it, it takes some time to figure out, you know, what I should actually expect from my kids. And so maybe some grace is due mm-hmm. to those firstborns and maybe they'll thank you for it. Maybe if you show some appreciation more than usual, or if you give them just freedom to just express themselves in different ways or just to like be kids. <laughs> you yeah, to not be try to like be an adult when yeah. you're just like young. Hey, maybe that's actually what you should do. Hey, friends, hope you're doing great. You're just listening to the voice of my firstborn son, Josiah Swanson, age 21, as he joins us at the end of today's episode to talk a little bit about his experience being raised as the firstborn of my four sons. Now, Josiah is going to share a little bit um, about his experience. He's going to share a little bit of advice for the moms who are currently raising firstborn sons, and then he has some wisdom to share with the kids as well. So hopefully there at the end, you can grab your firstborns and let them listen in as I think Josiah's advice will be encouraging. Now, I am so excited about this short series I'll be doing here on the podcast where I'm talking about birth order. And this is one of those things I just love to talk about. I love to talk about all the different ways we can understand our kids a little bit better. I consider these all tools. There's not one formula or one resource that I think gives us full insight into our kids. God makes our kids all very unique, but I love to talk about personalities 
about birth order, about love languages. These are all things that I mention in my book, Boy Mom, that just give us a better understanding of our kids. And I think the more we study them, the more we become, like I say, a student of our kids, the better we can parent them. So these are things that I think are just great conversation starters, maybe between you and your spouse. Maybe you want to listen to this with a friend and then discuss it. And again, just take some time to pray for your child and know that if your child isn't fitting one of these categories, if, if you listen to me talk about a firstborn and you're like, uh-oh, that doesn't sound like my firstborn at all, that's okay. That is totally okay. That is not unusual either. And I'll mention that here in today's episode. Sometimes a firstborn and a secondborn are like flip-flopped. They each take on each other's roles. That's okay too. This is a generality. And I am drawing um, in these mostly from Kevin Lehman's book, The Birth Order Book. Now, in the show notes for each of these episodes, I am going to be doing a giveaway of a copy of The Birth Order Book. So be sure to always go over to the show notes, leave a comment, I'll have a question over there. You can just answer that in the comments and I'll be giving away a copy of The Birth Order Book, which I have found to be really helpful. So just so you know what we're doing here in these episodes, I'm going to be sharing um, a reading, an excerpt from my blog post series that I did a few years back about birth order. And then I'm going to share a brief interview with each of my sons who is in the birth order that we're covering that day. So um, again, if you want to read the blog post in full, I'll be linking to it over in show notes. But I hope you enjoy these short uh, excerpts from the blog post. And again, I just hope it starts some really good conversations in your own home. Okay, next attention writers. I know that many of you out there have reached out to me to tell me that you are ready to start your own writing journey, maybe to come back to writing after many years or to just explore blogging or writing a book or sharing your story or a message with the world. Well, I am a part of the Hope Writers online community and I'm so excited to tell you that they are opening their doors for enrollment next week from January 25th to 29th. And there will be a link in my show notes where you can explore more about Hope Writers, what it is, what they do. But guys, really, Hope Writers is a community of working writers who are dedicated to helping you make progress as you learn to balance the art of writing with the business of publishing. Like I said last week, if Hope Writers was around when I started my journey 10 years ago, I think my story would have looked a whole lot different and would have been a lot less lonely and frustrating and overwhelming. So if you're interested in writing in, in any way, many different types of writers are over in the Hope Writers community. I hope you'll use my link, hop over. You can talk to someone over there, figure out if Hope Writers might be fit for you this year. Maybe 2021 will be your year to really explore the writer within. And I hope so. So check that link in the show notes. Okay, I want to thank you all for being here. I want to thank you for subscribing to this podcast. If you haven't, you just click on that subscribe button on your phone. And also thanks again for your ratings and reviews. They are helping more people around the world find this podcast. So I just want to thank you for taking a minute to tap on five stars or leave a few words about what you love most about the Boy Mom podcast. One more question. Have we connected yet on Instagram? You know, that's where I hang out pretty much every day. You can find me at Monica Swanson underscore. Be sure to say hi if you're over there. I always try to respond to messages or comments. So I'd love to connect with you on Instagram. Okay, guys, next I'm going to share a blog post from a few years back. You'll hear, you know, some references to things going on in my home and it's definitely dated, but it's still so relevant. And I, I hope you enjoy this blog post from the archives. And then I'm going to dive into a short interview with my firstborn son. I hope you enjoy. 
A simple walk through the Swanson household would make for an easy object lesson in birth order. You start in the front of the house with Luke and Levi's bedroom. There are clothes on the floor, towels on the floor, and, well, everything on the floor. There's a backpack with yesterday's lunch still in it, and then a few Lego figures, special rocks, and a few dollars wadded up and tucked under the bed from the last time I threatened a little life. I mean, gave a stern warning if the room didn't get cleaned up immediately. Then make your way to the back of the house, to the shared room of Josiah and Jonah. It is freshly vacuumed and dusted. There is jazz music playing and books lined neatly on the desk. White lights add a nice ambiance to the room, and the windows open, allowing a fresh breeze to blow through. There isn't a thing on the floor. Now Jonah, the second-born, gets a bit of credit. He did shove his clothes in the drawer after older brother folded them and brought them in. But let's be honest— It's the firstborn who loves a clean room, and he'd just as soon do it all himself than have anyone else do it less than perfectly. Birth order is so fascinating. And today, I want to talk about those firstborns. And let me begin by making a wild guess. Would you describe your firstborn as having any of these characteristics? Reliable, conscientious, structured, cautious, controlling, achievers, perfectionists. Maybe all of the above? Though I have done a lot of reading on birth order, my favorite resource is the Birth Order book by Kevin Lehman. It has shed a bit of light on my own boys and why they are the way they are. Now, Lehman also has a book specifically about firstborns called Firstborn Advantage, Making Your Birth Order Work for You. But here are a few firstborn traits that the experts all seem to agree on. Firstborns are pleasers and often prefer to hang out with adults than their peers. This can often make them seem like a sort of mini grown-up. Firstborns put a lot of pressure on themselves and crave their parents' approval. Firstborns are natural leaders. A great number of positions of leadership are held by reliable firstborns. Newscasters and TV talk show hosts tend to be firstborn children. Examples include Walter Cronkite, Peter Jennings, Dan Rather, Ted Koppel, Oprah, Donahue, Arsenio Hall, and Rush Limbaugh. Many of the U.S. presidents were firstborns. Other famous firstborns include Zac Efron, Beyonce, Dakota Fanning, Harrison Ford, Matthew Perry, Jennifer Aniston, Angelina Jolie, Brad Pitt, Chuck Norris, Sylvester Stallone, Reese Witherspoon, and Ben Affleck. Also, firstborns tend to score higher on IQ tests and typically get more education than their brothers and sisters. Now keep in mind, when there is a five to six year gap between children, experts say that the next child starts a, quote, new family and a new birth order. Also note, only children, according to Kevin Lehman, are firstborns in triplicate. Wow. Now parenting firstborns. In general, firstborns are easy for parents to love because they usually make parenting Well, easy. Self-directed and compliant, they are nice to have around. And the uber-clean bedroom, oh yes. But look out, I'll be the first to admit that I have taken advantage of my sweet, hardworking firstborn. I've piled jobs on him, placed expectations on him, and way too often happily assigned him to be the built-in babysitter. All of which are on Dr. Kevin Lehman's list of what not to do to your firstborn. Uh Uh-oh, I'm busted. Next, I want to share a few more things I have gathered from birth order experts and from my own experience, and I'm sharing a list of five things firstborns need most from their parents. Number one, firstborns need to be noticed and appreciated. 
It's so easy to take for granted all that our firstborns do and then keep asking for more. Guilty as charged. Firstborns thrive on your approval, so give them plenty. In fact, as I wrote this blog post, my firstborn had just done the deepest cleaning on our front porch and it took him a long time and it was all his idea. I told him how great it looked and all he said was, when dad gets home, I want him to give me a high five. (laughs) Now, if my younger sons did that job, they would have been asking for 50 bucks and complaining the whole time that someone should be helping them. So that's just the difference between a firstborn and the other kids. Okay, number two, firstborns need to be trusted to self-correct. In other words, try not to be an improver. Your firstborn already feels the need to be perfect. So when we nitpick at their efforts, it can really crush their spirit. Trust that they are already working on self-improvement constantly, so you don't have to. Number three, firstborns need some alone time with mom and dad. They may be independent, but firstborns still need your focused attention. Even better, if mom and dad can make time to spend together with the firstborn, give them that special time that the younger siblings seem to come by more naturally. Number four, firstborns need to get a little break. Don't pile too much work on your firstborn. Like I mentioned above, your firstborn wants to please, so they often have trouble saying no. Expecting them to do too much, to always be the built-in babysitter, and fill in for where the younger, less responsible sibling slacks off is just not fair. Sometimes firstborns are under more pressure than they want us to know, so give them a little break. And then number five, firstborns need some help understanding the pros and cons of their unique personalities. If your firstborn tends to be a perfectionist, and most of them are, they are likely going to face some personal hurdles in the future. Relationships can be challenging as a firstborn perfectionist often expects others to be as perfect as they try to be. They are likely going to be picky choosing a spouse, good friends, and well, everything else. Jobs can be difficult when a perfectionist tries to do everything rather than allowing someone else to do it possibly less than perfect. Now, one way to help a perfectionist firstborn is steering them towards seeking excellence instead of perfection. Doing your best should be the goal rather than being perfect. Help them gain perspective. As with all birth order traits, there will be variation among firstborns. I know a couple of families whose first and second kids have, for whatever reason, reversed roles. That's okay too. There's not just one way this stuff works. Also, as you parent each of your kids, it's helpful to take note of which birth order you and your spouse are in your own family of origin. This can help you understand why you relate better to one child than another, or if you are a firstborn, why it drives you so crazy that everyone else isn't perfect. (laughs) I would absolutely love to hear about your firstborn child. Do they fit the classic personality traits listed here? Are either you or your spouse a firstborn? Leave comments about any and all of that over in the show notes, and you will be entered to win a copy of the birth order book by Kevin Lehman. Of course, you can find show notes at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. And for this specific episode, you can go straight to monicaswanson.com forward slash episode 90, episode dash 90, actually. Over in show notes, you're also going to find a summary of the five points that I talked about today. And again, a link to anything I mentioned. All right, guys. So thank you so much. Now I'm going to dive into a short interview with my firstborn son. So it might be a good time to grab your kids. But first, I do want to take a second to thank this episode's sponsor. 
which is an incredible children's book called Bronco and Friends, A Party to Remember. But my favorite part about this book is that it is written by the New York Times bestselling author, Tim Tebow. Now, if you've been around my family for long, if you've followed my book or me online, you know that we are big Tim Tebow fans. And here's just a little bit about this book and what makes it so special. In a world that often expects everyone to look and act the same, standing out can make us feel less than. But as Bronco and his friends learn, bringing your own particular gifts to the party makes it more fun for everyone. This sweet story and adventure to remember reminds children and their favorite adults that every one of us is special, wonderfully made, and essential to God's big party. Now, you guys, if you know much about Tim Tebow, you know this is so authentic to his heart. He is all about valuing every human being and just love his heart. And if you go over to show notes, you're going to see a picture of this book. It is absolutely beautiful. And it features Tim's dog, Bronco, who's just darling. So I hope you can go over, click on the link, order this book. It belongs on every child's shelf. The story is so important and I think you're just going to love it. Okay. So now we're going to dive into this interview with my firstborn son, gather the kids, and I hope you enjoy. Hey, Josiah, welcome back on the Boy Mom Podcast. Thanks for having me, Mom. I love having you on, and I'm so excited about this series and today's topic, which you are here to chat with me about, which is birth order and specifically firstborn sons. All right, let's do it. So, Josiah, let's just kick it off with you telling all of us what's your favorite part about being a firstborn. Um. I'm just thinking of this thing that happened the other day where I was getting in the car with my brothers, all three of them, and we were about to go hang out with some friends. And I said something that I don't say very often, but I said, as the oldest brother, and then <laughs> I kind of gave him a little pep talk. And then Luke looked at me right after and I said, man, I wish I could say that. Aww. And um, <laughs> yeah, and I just realized, wow, I have some power. And so I think it's fun to have that power and to actually be able to tell your brothers what to do. I love it. Um, obviously with discretion. but uh, Yeah, but you I didn't, like you haven't taken full advantage of that too many times. You're pretty humble and kind as a firstborn big brother. Hmm. Thanks. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Next question. And I love that answer, by the way. That's so fun. What would you say has been one of the biggest challenges or hard parts about being the oldest boy? Ooh. Well, I would say that there is quite a bit of weight on my shoulders just as an example setter and mm -hmm. as a leader, just knowing that there are so many eyes watching me, mm -hmm. um, not only just my brothers, but uh, you guys as parents. And so I want to do the best I can. Um, and I think that sometimes this doesn't happen a lot, but sometimes that pressure can be overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. Good answer. In a way that wouldn't, you know, happen to younger brothers. Totally. Fair enough. I appreciate that. Okay. As I have shared the blog post that I wrote a few years back and you've had a chance to read it, do you have anything you want to add to the things that I shared? Drawing, of course, from experts and the birth order book, anything that you think we missed or left out of that? Man, I'm not too sure. I was just asking myself whether or not I'm a perfectionist. That's something <laughs> you said that most firstborns are perfectionists, and mm -hmm. I guess I am. But I think that for 
firstborns, it's important to remember that, uh, and this is something we were talking about before this, just that it's good to have standards, it's good to have um, goals that you're aiming towards, but to also just realize that, I guess perfection isn't the goal, but just um, just aiming for perfection, that's the goal, just, mm-hmm. just aiming and actually going for it. Because at the end of the day, you're going to realize that you can't get everything done. You can't be perfect, um, but you can always make progress. Mm. And, and I think it's important to chase after that rather than something that's not actually possible. Awesome. That is so good. Okay. Well, there are plenty of boy moms listening who have a firstborn. If you've got a son, you've got... Yeah, exactly. I mean, you might have a firstborn daughter and then a son. Oh, I have a question. Oh, yeah. Well, so in that article, it says something about only childs. Yeah. What was the thing that it said about that? Like how do do those attributes play into when there's only one kid? I think in the book, there's a whole section on only children. But I do believe that a lot of the firstborn attributes apply to only okay. children. Okay. But yeah, good question. Yeah, that fascinated me. Yeah. And then some people say that if there's a big gap, like more than, I think it's just three years or something, that the next child in line, so in our family that would be Levi, mm-hmm. would have a lot of characteristics of only children. Oh, interesting. Okay. But I'm not sure. Levi is a bit yeah, of a case study. I don't know. Yeah, and he's case study. so much. So. Yeah, I think he's the youngest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, next, I would love for you to give a little advice from your experience to the moms listening, to the moms who might have younger kids, maybe they're tweens or teens, but is there any advice you'd give a mom regarding their parenting their firstborn sons? Hmm. Well, I would say that generally speaking, um, and we've just discussed this, these firstborns are going to be putting pressure on themselves to try to live up to the standards that they have for themselves um, and maybe even the standards that their parents have set for them. And, you know, I think that, and I'm, I just imagine one day as a parent, I'm going to have high standards for my firstborn. <laughs> Um, and maybe those standards will be too high. Maybe I won't realize how high they are and it, it takes some time to figure out, you know, what I should actually expect from my kids. And so maybe some grace is due mm-hmm. to those firstborns and maybe they'll thank you for it. Maybe if you show some appreciation more than usual or if you give them just freedom to just express themselves in different ways or just to like be kids. <laughs> you have to not be try to like be an adult when yeah. you're just like young hey maybe that's actually what you should do um not not always but just trying to generalize here i think that 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 could be a good piece of advice right because you are often putting a lot of pressure on yourself yeah right? speaking from experience i think that yeah sounds about right yeah mm, that's so good i love it thank you and now if there's any kids that are listening Josiah, can you just speak straight to that firstborn son? Maybe somebody, if you just picture yourself 10 years ago (laughs) as a, what would that be, an 11-year-old or anywhere in between, what kind of advice do you have for a firstborn son out there? A firstborn son? (laughs) Um, I would say, I mean, from my own experience, I think that I was kind of cautious growing up. Um, I was careful to try to live within the um, my own kind of boundaries so that I could continue to be successful and that I could accomplish goals that I thought I was capable of accomplishing. But mm. 
Um, I think that these days I've, I've been able to go a little bit more out on a limb and try new things and be a little bit more adventurous. And that's just, um, that's just been really life giving to me. And so what I would say, if you're anything like me or anything like I was, I would encourage you to, um, make a mess of things a little bit and just get your hands dirty and, um, and just be okay with failure sometimes and Mm. to just, um, learn to, um, be adventurous and be spontaneous. And, and I think by doing that, you'll, you'll break free of some of the things that come with being a firstborn, some of the stuff that's just by Mm. default there. Mm. And, um, I think it might be really beneficial to you. Oh, that is awesome. And furthermore, I would say that it's really important to recognize that you are an example. So I'm not, I'm not just going to say, Oh, forget about that. You know, (laughs) having that pressure on yourself is, Oh, it's so hard. So just, you know, live it up. No, I mean, it's actually a responsibility and I think it's God given. And Mm. I think that if you're a firstborn, you found yourself in a, in a position where, um, you have actually a lot of influence um, Mm. and and you can use that for good or bad. And so, Mm. I would say do the most with it that you can. And, um, and because you have people watching you, be intentional and, mm. and actually n- realize that every day is a gift to um, show people the kind of life that God intends them to live. And that by, you know, the fact that you're older than your siblings, if you have them or your friends, you're showing them how to live a godly life, or at least you have that, that potentially have that mm-hmm. opportunity. So yeah, don't take it lightly. I would say that it's it's a great opportunity to um, to glorify God and, and show people how to live for Him. And I've I've definitely seen that throughout my own life. And I think by default, your younger siblings will kind of fall in your footsteps and mm-hmm. do the things that you did, even if like they don't even realize that they're going to just kind of do it by default. And so, do the kinds of things that you don't mind them doing, right? Like you want to want to be able to be okay with them doing all the things you do. Mm. And, and be proud of them for that. So, mm. um, yeah, just encouraging you there to, to, you know, be intentional, I guess. So good. I love all of that. Thank you, Josiah, so much. You've been no an incredible big brother to your brothers, a great firstborn. And thanks for taking the time to join us. No problem. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Aloha. Okay, friends, I hope you enjoyed that interview and this conversation about firstborn sons. I would love to hear from you. And there are so many links today that you don't want to miss as well as that opportunity to win your own copy of the birth order book. You also just have to see Bronco and Friends, A Party to Remember by Tim Tebow over in the show notes as well. So go over to show notes at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. And this is episode dash 90. Wow. We're already at 90. Well, we will be covering the middle child and the youngest child coming up. So if you have a specific question or something you want to make sure I cover, or if you have questions to follow up from today's conversation, please leave those over in comments, or you're always welcome to email me at aloha at monicaswanson.com. Okay, friends, thanks so much for being here. Spread the word about this episode and this podcast to your friends. Word of mouth is the very best way to share this podcast, but also if you're listening on your phone and you can just take a screenshot of this podcast episode, go ahead and put it right into your Instagram story. I always love to see those. Be sure to tag me at Monica Swanson underscore, and I will be sure to see that and to share it as well. So thanks guys for all your help getting word out about this podcast. I appreciate you. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and until next time, aloha.